Welcome to Mornings with Martin, and today we're looking at Genesis chapters 18 and 19. And there's two different pieces. Uh, I just wanted to talk about both of them because they're both cool and on my, on my mind. So the first is in chapter 18, and uh, all of this has to do with Sodom and Gomorrah. And uh, the Lord has visited Abraham, and he, he sees uh, that there's great evil in Sodom. There's an outcry uh, for all of the wickedness that's been going on in the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham takes it upon himself to plead with God for mercy. And he says, uh, this is uh, <laughs> verse 23 and following of chapter 18. Abraham drew near and said, will you indeed sweep away the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there are 50 righteous within the city. Will you then sweep away the place and not spare it for the 50 righteous who are in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to put the righteous to death with the wicked, so that the righteous fare as the wicked. Far be that from you. Shall not the judge of all the earth do what is just? And the Lord said, If I find at Sodom 50 righteous in this city, I will spare the whole place for their sake. In the rest of the chapter, Abraham continues to come to the Lord over and over and over again to the point all the way down to where he says at the, in uh, 32 and 33, uh, he said, oh, 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 let not the Lord be angry. I will speak again, but just this once. Suppose 10 are found there. And he's answered for the sake of 10. I will not destroy it. In verse 33, and the Lord went his way when he had finished speaking to Abraham, and Abraham returned to his place. So Abraham says, hey, look, if there are righteous people down there, you got to spare them. Now, that's the way you work, right? You are a merciful and loving God. If there is a righteous person down there and not just one who's completely given over to wickedness, then, uh, then spare them. And there's two issues that uh, that make this not go well for Abraham, or at least not go well for Sodom and Gomorrah. Abraham, first, he points people, he points the Lord, he says, look, if they are righteous, then spare them. And so he points to people's righteousness, not to the Lord's righteousness. Later on in, in the book of Exodus, we'll see Moses do something similar. He'll say, uh, look, for the sake of your name, for the sake of your righteousness, spare your people. And God's like, oh yeah, I am pretty righteous, so yes, I'll spare the people. But here Abraham is pointing, is pointing the Lord to their righteousness, not to his, no, but to the righteousness of people. So that's one problem. The second problem is he stops short. He goes from 50 all the way down to 10, and kind of pushing his luck, but then he stops. The thing is, no one's fully righteous in God's sight uh, apart from Christ. So if he, even if he had gone down to, to one, uh, it still would have been a, a no-go. Because even Lot, even his family, uh, though they lived before the Lord, they also had consistently chosen wickedness. Uh, and we'll talk about them in just a second. So uh, you know, there's debate, you know, if... If Abraham had gotten down to one, uh, would uh, would the Lord have spared the whole city for the sake of Lot and his family? Because in chapter 19, at least, 
Lot seems to desire at least a lesser degree of wickedness than, than the folks around him. So let's turn there to, uh, to Genesis 19, the destruction of, uh, of Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, I'm not going to read all of that. It's pretty graphic. It's pretty gross. Uh, to recap, God, uh, God sends two angels down to Sodom uh, in, in the form of men, and these men uh, come into the city. They're going to stay in the city, in the town center, and Lot's like, no, you don't want to do that. It's not going to go well for anyone. Why don't you come and stay at my house? And so he, they go to stay at his house, and the whole city surrounds them, uh, circles in on them, and bangs on the door and says, bring out those men so that they can do unspeakable things to them. And Lot is like, please don't. These are guests um, here. Take my virgin daughters and do with them whatever you want. But let's leave these men alone. Unfathomable. As a, as a father, I, I can't understand that mentality. Uh, but even then, the people of the town are insatiable. They say, no, we don't want that. We want the men. And so these angels put, you know, make everyone blind and then say, yeah, we're going to destroy this place. Uh, and so here's where we start in, in verse 12 and, and following. <clears throat> the men said to Lot, have you anyone else here? Sons-in-law, da sons, daughters, or anyone you have in the city? Bring them out of the place, for we are about to destroy this place because the outcry against its people has become great before the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. So Lot went out and said to his sons-in-law, who were to marry his daughters, Up, get out of this place, for the Lord is about to destroy the city. But he seemed to his sons-in-law to be jesting. As morning dawned, the angels urged Lot, saying, Up, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, lest you be swept away in the punishment of the city. But he lingered. So the men seized him and his wife and his two daughters by the hand, the Lord being merciful to him. And they brought him out and set him outside the city. And we'll stop there. Lot uh, is like so many of us. Um, here he is living in a sinful place, used to a sinful lifestyle, and the, the, the Lord sent angels to destroy that place and to rescue Lot. And despite multiple warnings, uh, warning, and then he even gives the warnings, he certainly understood the situation. Uh, but he hears, the, he hears the message from the angels. He gives the message to his sons-in-law, he hears, the, he hears the angel's warning again throughout the night and into the early morning. And then verse 16, he lingered. He stayed. He wasn't ready to give up that sinful way of life. And that's so often us too. We don't want to move on. We want to cling, to linger in that sinfulness. And we, we all have those pet sins that we say, yeah, I really want that part, though. I'm not ready to give up this piece. All right, I'm going to compartmentalize my faith and say, God, you get most of my life, but this one thing just, just is for me. 
And yet, that's not the way that, that God works. He wants all of us. And he wants all of us out of mercy. That's why I love uh, the last part of verse 16. The men seized him. They grabbed him and his wife and his two daughters by the hand, and they brought him out. And they put him outside of, outside of the city. Because, and this is, I love this phrase, the Lord being merciful to him. Because of God's mercy, he brought them out. He takes them away from, from their sin. And that's what God does for us. Now, every sinner only leaves sin because of the mercy of God. Because he's taken us by the hand and he's led us out, led us away from that. So thanks be to God for his mercy, for his grace, that he's brought you and me out of our sin each and every day. He's placed us outside the city of wrath and into his good grace, into his mercy, into his kingdom. And so we rejoice that though we are a lot like Lot, uh, he's had mercy on us and he's brought us out. And he continues to bring us out. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the mercy that you have shown, that you continue to show to us each and every day. Uh, Your mercies are new every morning. Lord, forgive us for lingering in our sinfulness, for desiring that sinfulness. Uh, But Lord, uh, break our hearts for that and then heal our hearts through your grace and through your forgiveness that's found in Jesus Christ. We pray all these things in his name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you next time.